0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great
1: Catholic content. Now back to the show. Good morning again everyone. Welcome to Real Presence Live. It is three minutes after the hour. This is Todd Tobin. I'm co-host today with Father Leo Hausman. And we have on the line joining us is Deacon James Keating from the Archdiocese of Omaha. And we'll talk about uh, how we grow deeper in our love and appreciation for the Eucharist. And we're really grateful you, Deacon, as an author and a speaker, uh, will be joining us here today. Uh, we met you and I at a parish, or rather a diocesan staff retreat here in the Rapid City in the Black Hills area about a year ago. And so appreciated that uh, uh, you leading that session. It was a silent retreat, and as Father Leo knows, I'm not <clears throat> one that does well with a lot of quiet. But we 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 struggled through, and I uh, was grateful for that opportunity. So good morning again to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: Welcome to the show, Deacon. This is Thanks, Father Leo. And uh, so, could you could you please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself first to begin with?
2: So, I'm a um, deacon of the Archdiocese of Omaha, and uh, I have been uh, employed by the Institute for Priestly Formation at Creighton University as a theologian for the last 14 years. And before that, I was a seminary professor at the Josephinum Seminary in Ohio for about 13 years. And my main ministry is uh, writing and uh, retreat and teaching classes in uh, spiritual
1: theology. Fantastic. Um, And Deacon, what does the Eucharist mean to you and for you personally?
2: The the Eucharist is life itself. Uh, The Eucharist is everything, because the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, the the very salvific movements of God, are contained in the Eucharist, in in the sacrament as a whole, in the species of blood and body of Christ, everything is contained in there that is necessary for us to be um, taken up into the love between the Father and the Son poured out upon us in the power of the Holy Spirit. Our very salvation is in the Eucharist. And um, even though it feels sometimes like an ordinary event, a Sunday Mass, a weekday Mass, what's happening to us at that Mass is the most powerful and the most penetratingly personal thing that we could ever experience which is the reception of god's great love for us and even though there aren't um, many uh, emotional highs and lows necessarily at the mass it is flowing into us this love is flowing into us there uh, and very much akin to the way nutrition enters the bloodstream we don't feel it we don't know it's happening but it's keeping us alive, and that's what the Eucharist does.
0: That's beautiful, and um, and so very true. Can can you help explain the incredible beauty of the Eucharist?
2: Beauty, first of all, is the radiation of truth that uh, that flows from all good things, and so when we're in the very presence of the Eucharist. We want to be vulnerable to truth. We want to live in reality, in other words. So we want to bring our whole selves to the Eucharist, hiding nothing from God, hiding nothing from ourselves, and being vulnerable uh, to be taken up into the words of Jesus through the liturgy of the Word and then the very actions of salvation of Jesus through the liturgy of the Eucharist. And we want to be totally present to him. And when we are totally present to him, because he's always totally present to us, the the reality that I described earlier is happening, and that is we are being drawn deeper into heaven, and we are getting uh, more and more restless on earth. We are The goal, to some extent, is almost to be bored with the earth and all that the earth has to uh, offer to us. And I don't mean creation and its beauty and the gifts of food and all that that God gives us. But what Paul called the passing age in Romans 12, he called the passing age is what we attach ourselves to, and the Eucharist is what is detaching us from this passing age. So the more we contemplate what's happening in the Eucharist, at its core, which is the most beautiful thing that has ever happened to humanity, God giving himself to us unto our own salvation through his suffering and sacrifice, this most beautiful thing is being given to us at the Mass, and we are being drawn into it contemplatively, and so we are losing the taste for this passing age, and we are gaining a new taste for heaven itself. And this is what we need to catechize people in into so that they don't think the Mass is entertainment or some type of um, gathering of a, an assembly, per se, and missing the very point which is our interior transformation by the power of grace.
1: And Deacon, this is Todd. Uh, How can we learn to fall deeper in love with the mystery of the Eucharist?
2: Only through contemplation. It's very similar to what happens to a good married couple where the husband occasionally will uh, look at his wife. Maybe she's taking care of the children. Uh, Maybe she's just walking down the street with him. And he will gaze upon her in a new way. And in this new way, uh, he sees her, and he moves from seeing her to beholding her. And as he beholds her, he falls more in love with her. And so what we need to do is behold, uh, as Cardinal Ratzinger once said, behold the pierced one. We have to behold Jesus on the cross regularly in contemplative prayer. meditating on the mystery of his own self-gift that God himself would lower himself uh, into our world and into our limitation and into our finitude he would lower himself to be with us and show his love and to allow that to overwhelm our consciousness every so often so that this love deepens and deepens in the same way a husband allows the beauty of his wife to overwhelm him, and he falls more deeply in love with her because of her beauty and because of her actions, her virtue. The same with God.
0: Okay, you will be speaking on this topic at an upcoming event called Pastoral Ministry Days in the Diocese of Rapid City. Um, This year is also the year of the Eucharist in the Rapid City Diocese. Uh, Could you give us a preview of the message that you think that you will share with attendees?
2: Allowing them to uh, let the truth of our doctrine penetrate them again and again. We found, uh, you know, to our, to our horror, we found recently through the Pew study that so many of our own people, Catholics, do not believe in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Uh, they think it's just a reenactment of the Last Supper. They don't understand that it is his continual gift of self, down through the ages, throughout all of time, He is making Himself available to us so that salvation can be given to us by way of the Eucharist. So the purpose of my uh, presentations will be to underscore once again and lead them into a deeper appropriation that this really is the the life of God uh, with us. His full divinity, His full humanity, the full mystery of salvation is present in the Eucharist and to try to invite people to rekindle that faith um, in this age, it's it's very very difficult to um, remain Catholic in our culture if we're not really anchored to the real presence.
0: Yeah, that's um, you know um, really disturbing in terms of uh, the uh, the the loss of, of belief, and I, I suppose that that's probably also a kind of a uh comes from our culture too, where we um have maybe just a, a weakness in faith in, in in many ways. Um and the uh the mass is definitely at the the center of who we are as 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 Catholics. Um and uh so yeah it's um something that, that we certainly um want to reinstill that, that faith in in, our, in ourselves and in our families um, do you have any thoughts about in terms of how uh, families can um, really strengthen that 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 faith uh, in the the Eucharist a uh, a love and appreciation for the Eucharist in, within the, the context of the family?
2: So whenever they can, they, uh, to visit a church, and hopefully a uh, priest will leave churches uh, open, unlocked more, we realize there's crime, and but to the best of their ability, to leave the Eucharist available to their own people. Uh, and if they can't leave the doors open, at least to have locks that people can have combinations to, and, and bring the whole family for 15 minutes or so before the Blessed Sacrament. The second thing would be to make sure that all your children and you are genuflecting. This sounds like a, a very simple thing, but what the body does, uh, its muscles, it, it gives a memory of, of dignity to the Eucharist. When we come in and just throw ourselves in the pew Uh, we're just entering sort of a vacant space but if we could reappropriate the habit of genuflection this will instill within the children that this is a very unique building with a very unique presence there's nowhere else during my day that I kneel down to someone and this reinforces the real presence and the last thing would be to really reinstate the family meal and grace at the family meal so that the kids understand that this is a gift, food is a gift, the labor of their mother and father is a gift from God, and we have to be grateful, which again is the origin of the Eucharist, to be grateful to God for both food, family, and then the great mystery that takes place in the Mass. If we would do those three things, I think it would help to bring back a reverence for the Eucharist.
1: If you are just joining in, we're having a delightful conversation here this morning on Real Presence Live with Deacon James Keating from the Archdiocese of Omaha. And we'll continue our discussion on the Eucharist as we are coming up on a break here in a moment. But uh, we still have a, a minute or so. Father, any other questions for, for oh, uh,
0: d- Yeah, I was just was wondering, um, uh, Deacon Keating, from your... Uh, from your personal observations, um, do you think that adoration is maybe kind of getting, uh, having to come back in, in this present day, or do you think that it's... Just...
2: Yeah, most definitely. And, and the, good, the good trend is to see that it's, it's starting with the seminarians and starting with priests. And as long as priests uh, continue this trend of adoration themselves... Then it's going to, uh, you know, through osmosis, if you will, it's going to leach into the congregation themselves because the priest will then be preaching out of his love of the Eucharist, even unconsciously. His communion with the Eucharist will become the center out of which his words in his homily, in the confessional, in counseling, he will have Eucharistic words because he's a man of communion. So the greatest movement I see of hope is the unbelievable dedication of seminarians uh, to Eucharistic adoration, which then will obviously flow into their own priesthood,
1: and then they will be uh, heralds of the Eucharist themselves. Deacon, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been a delight, and and God bless you. Uh, Deacon, I'm sorry?
2: Thank you very much.
1: Have a beautiful day. Uh, Deacon Keating will be in Rapid City on March 29th uh, for the um at the Terra Sancta Retreat Center for the event at the Diocese of Rapid City. If you have questions, you would like to get more information, you can call Diane Eastmo at d-eastmo at D-I-O-R-C or you can call 605-716-5214. And coming up next, we're hoping uh, in the car we'll be traveling around to uh, the listening area for a 10-minute tour of local events and later. There will be one of many folks heading to Ash Wednesday today. At some point, you'll be receiving the cross of ashes on your forehead, and we'll find out uh, just uh, what this is all about with Bishop Quinn of the Winona Rochester Diocese. Stay right here, and thank you so much for listening this morning to Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local.